Hey gang, welcome to StreamYard Connect. I'm Ross Brand, and we're glad to have you with us for our holiday special. We're going to do things a little bit different today. Instead of the usual format, we're going to talk a little bit about StreamYard and how things have gone in 2019, what's to come in the future. And we're so glad you could join us for this holiday edition. You'll notice a little bit different branding throughout the show cards in honor of the festivities. And on the agenda today, in just a few minutes, we'll talk to Gage Vandentop. Uh, he's the CEO of StreamYard. I'm sure he's very familiar to mo most people who watch this show. We'll talk to him about how things have gone throughout 2019, what's coming up in 2020, and what are some of the different ways uh, that you can benefit from using StreamYard as you go forward in building your brand and your business and in having a good time creating content online. And Gage was good enough to bring a special giveaway for one viewer. So we'll have a question to determine who will that who that will be. And that will only be during the live show. So if you're uh, joining us live, stay tuned, uh, because after the interview, we will have that question and do the giveaway. And we'll also do some predictions and uh, some other things as well. Uh, but we're so glad you can join us. Happy holidays. And thanks for being a part of the last show of 2019 for StreamYard Connect. As we mentioned, our guest is Gage Vandentop. He's the StreamYard CEO, hosts the StreamYard Town Hall every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, co-founded StreamYard with Dan Briggs. And uh, also participated in the 2020 prediction blog post that I did. So we'll get Gage's thoughts on what's to come uh, here uh, as we approach the new year. Just a reminder, you can go to a multitude of destinations with StreamYard, including Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, YouTube, Periscope, which puts you on Twitter, and our newest destination is Twitch. In fact, this show is live right now on Twitch in addition to Facebook, LinkedIn, and Periscope Twitter. And while I'm not going to run down all the destinations again because it gets a little confusing, just so you know, there's a graphic here, and I will share this again on social media. You can pick your favorite platform, your favorite channel within that platform, and enjoy watching uh, the shows. We take advantage of uh, StreamYard's native, native multi-streaming capability. Really amazing to have a platform uh, and, a, and an app that not only can you create the content and produce the content, but you can stream to multiple destinations. Once again, it is the holiday edition. And with that, let's get to our guest. Gage Vandentop is the CEO of StreamYard, uh, well known, I'm sure, to most of our audience. Uh, Gage, it's been a phenomenal year for for StreamYard, without any doubt. Can you talk about how you pictured 2019 when the year was starting, compared to where things have gone uh, as we're sitting here with just a couple of weeks to go in the year? Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I'm glad to I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me on to the uh, the holiday special. I'm sure it's uh, going to be a fun one. But yeah, 2019 was uh, was an interesting year for sure. It definitely started with uh, more humble uh, beginnings. Some uh, sometimes people are surprised when I when I say it, but I, the sort of trajectory for 2019 is actually somewhat close to what Dan and I planned. Believe it or or not, we don't usually look at things too far uh, ahead. We sort of work. Uh, week to week. And then every week, uh, Dan and I sort of recalibrate and talk to each other about like, okay, how many new broadcasters do we have this week? How many would we like to have uh, this week? How can we make sure we're hitting our goals? And um, if we're not hitting them, what can we do to change that? And we've done that uh, every single week in 2019. And then also the weeks um, in 2018, when we, st the, we started towards the end of 2018, but every single week we did that. Uh, the main thing that surprised me was the community aspect of StreamYard. Like when we first started, I didn't, what StreamYard looks like today isn't that part I didn't expect. So I, I sort of thought of StreamYard as just a, just a tool. It's just a tool that right. people use and the people using the tool were sort of would be disconnected from one another. It's just, um, they have their own communities, they do their own thing. And, and StreamYard is just the tool that they use for that. 
Um, so the part uh, that really surprised me was the community aspect of StreamYard, how people sort of see StreamYard as a uh, almost like a platform itself um, and, and, a, right. and a place to build a community around, um, which that part has been really exciting for us. And I can't thank people enough for that because it's been um, it just makes it way more fun to work on. I feel like I feel like we've got a team we, like our community is, a, is our team behind us almost. And it makes it makes really it makes working on things uh, really worthwhile. Well, when you talk about the the community, um, the community has been a, almost a partner, kind of in gearing where your development goes when it comes to new features and platforms. Can you talk a little bit about how the community maybe influenced the development of Streamyard from what we saw at the beginning of the year to uh, what we have today. Yeah, absolutely. And for, for anyone that's been in the community uh, for that long, first of all, let us let us know that if you've been here for the, uh, for that long. But if you've been <laughs> if you've been part of the Streamyard community for 2019 or, or all of 2019 or most of 2019, um, you'd probably agree that uh, Streamyard is almost the community's product. Like we followed it pretty closely, right? Every uh, I think we didn't start our town halls um, until January, but even before that, um, Dan and I were pretty present in that in our community and listening to what people wanted. But uh, almost every single feature we added came directly from requests from uh, our users. We always made sure that we uh, filter those requests through our three pillars, which we always talk about, which are ease of use, stability, and professional streams. But if the request uh, met that criteria and wasn't something that was too difficult for new people or um, something that would cause the stream to look unprofessional, we uh, we would add it and prioritize it accordingly. So um, I guess it probably started with uh, people wanting dynamic overlays was probably the first request we added. And it just continued from there, adding um, Periscope as a destination. <laughs> I'm, gonna str- <laughs> uh, I'm struggling to remember everything that's been that's been added. But I think I think Twitch is a destination. The newest one was a big, big request for a long time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Backgrounds, um, being able to add, oh, the big one, one big one was intro clips and outro clips. Uh, that one was something people really championed for was we really need a way to quickly uh, play a clip during a stream to introduce the show. So that was something that came from uh, the community. But I think I would have a harder time thinking of a feature we added that wasn't <laughs> requested from the community than the other way. So almost every feature that StreamYard has came from uh, the user base uh, and community asking for it. Well, one of the things you, you've heard me say a number of times since uh, since we started talking at the beginning of the year is every time you add a new feature and you do it fairly frequently, they all just seem to work out of the box. And I just discovered a new wrinkle for the scrolling text. I had no idea you could add scrolling text while you also had a banner at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're sort of separate from the, the banners. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, well, uh, a lot of times I convert a banner into scrolling text. Like I might show it as scroll as a banner first and then add it from time to time as a reminder as scrolling text. But I didn't actually know you could keep up. So this is terrific. I mean, you've got like your own little news channel here now with the banner identifying the guest or the topic and the scroll with a call to action or what's coming up later. <laughs> Yeah, but great. I'm glad it's. I'm glad it's a popular. One. Uh, to be honest, I, uh, we surprise ourselves. Like sometimes something Dan and I, Dan and I have added is uh, old enough that we get surprised once in a while. It's like, oh, I forgot we we did it like that. So that's funny to hear. Yeah. So um, talking about surprises, um, have you been surprised at all by the content that people are creating? Uh, whether it's uh, some type of live stream, whether it's a way they're using the platform that that you didn't expect? What are some things that have jumped out at you about the content being created on the platform this year? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Um, Cause yeah, when Dan and I first started, we were sort of, were expecting it to be mostly uh, marketing folks um, and social media folks that would be interested in the tool. But uh, the type of content we see is so, so varied now, which is that makes it fun too, is uh, seeing how many different types of people can use the product. Um, and so, yeah, some of the some of the ones that um, are my personal favorites are authors. We have a lot of authors yeah. uh, that use the tool for they'll do like live writing sessions together and and sort of help people that are aspiring to be an author um, learn more about what the process is for um, brainstorming your book and working on the book. So there's there's a whole community around uh, that which I I didn't even know that existed, which is cool. <laughs> um, there's some really random ones like uh, channels on like. 
Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster that there's several of them. We have several, several Bigfoot uh, <laughs> channels, which is, which is interesting. And then um, just all kinds of stuff. So yeah, dungeons, like people that play dungeons and dragons and stream it. And then of course the more typical stuff, which is uh, uh, just about your business and people answering questions about their business and their product and, and why it's uh, a good fit for, their viewership, but pretty much, pretty much every subject uh, I can imagine, we almost have someone. I, I would, I would guess that we could find someone streaming about it, which is that, that makes things really right. Exciting. And I guess another thing, perhaps you didn't think of, I don't know for sure, but um, was that people would actually use the platform or use Streamyard to create content that wasn't being broadcast live. For instance, an easy way to get a guest on and record an interview for a podcast or record a guest or, or another voice that's going to be heard in a YouTube video uh, or to create content for internal distribution within a company. Um, those are some things I probably wouldn't have thought of when, when street, when I first saw StreamYard. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's true. I didn't anticipate um, recording being such a, such a popular uh Use case and it was and it sort of happened through YouTube since YouTube allowed those uh, unlisted broadcasts. So before we now have a recording feature, but before the recording feature, a lot of people were using Streamyard to simply do an unlisted YouTube broadcast um, and then use that recording in other places. And yeah, that was not something we uh, anticipated. It was also something that I had started uh, using for making like when I had when we were making tutorial videos for Streamyard. That's how I went about making those tutorial videos, um, and then. As the community spoke up about it, it became apparent that lots and lots of people, um, not only did they want to live stream, sometimes they wanted to just basically do a live take of something, whether that was uh, an interview or even the, even just them doing a broadcast, but something that they wanted to do one long take and then edit it afterward was a very common uh, use case. And that's why we ultimately added recording. But it was, yeah, I did not anticipate it. Yeah, it was from your tutorials where I, I got the idea that I could have a graphic next to me as I'm talking, as I've used throughout this show, um, you, you, you have, and you have the ability to change those graphics all using overlays, which is uh, just a fabulous, fabulous feature. Uh, here's an interesting uh, question that I, that I had. And, and there've been a lot of browser based uh, live streaming tools that have come along over the years and while the features may have improved or the usability or the stability, none of them have really seemed to hit the level of high quality audio and video that StreamYard has to where people would use it to record a podcast, even if they weren't live or to record a YouTube interview. What is the difference between how StreamYard works that it's able to achieve this amazing level of stability as a platform where you can bring on up to six guests and it doesn't degrade because the only thing I can think of up till this point for everyday consumers is uh, Google Hangouts on air, which doesn't exist anymore. That was a fairly stable platform, good quality audio and video. You could bring on a number of guests uh, but it was sort of clunky and dated. This is sort of the first modern tool I can think of. What what makes the difference for uh, StreamYard versus other options? Yeah, so that's very high praise. So I, I appreciate that. I'm sure there's there's lots of great apps out there. So I'm I'm sure there's uh, definitely other contenders, particularly in like the webinar space and things like that. But um, the main reason for it is just it's something we've really prioritized, right? It's stability is very important to us because. Um, there's nothing more stressful than when you like, so when you're doing a live stream, you, there, it's right. already stressful, right? You're going to, you have to do your prep, you have all your materials prepared and you have to make sure your guest is ready. There's, there's a lot going on when you do a live stream. So we wanted to make sure that we lower as much stress as possible for the person because you, you have enough to worry about. You shouldn't have to worry about, you know, random tech issues and stuff like that. So it's very important uh, to us. Um, and then one of the, and then on top of that, Dan and I are also very familiar with video. So we have a, a, a long background in video and lots of other tools um, use third-party services to run their video infrastructure. Um, and Dan and I run our own uh, video infrastructure and really dive deep into it. So uh, we're, we're constantly improving it. We're constantly monitoring uh, how we can improve things for people on poor connections, how, how we can optimize things for people that have good connections. And we have the, since we run our own infrastructure, we have the ability to do that versus 
other tools that um, just might be using a third-party service uh, to to run that. Um, and we also stay really on top of uh, the, the browsers and, and changes with them as well. So we're constantly seeing what's happening with Safari and, and Chrome and even sometimes um, talking to those developers. So that helps us uh, sort of stay on top of the game and make sure we have uh, as stable as a platform as we possibly can. We're talking with StreamYard CEO Gage Vandentop. It's our holiday special. We have a giveaway uh, that Gage is going to offer coming up in a little bit. We also want to get to your questions. Uh, so stay with us. Throw your questions in the chat, and we'll bring some of those on for Gage as well. I assume you're okay with taking a few questions from of the StreamYard community. Uh, when you look ahead to 2020, are there certain trends with live streaming or with the platforms where we live stream to that you're keeping an eye on and that maybe savvy users should keep an eye on as they develop their content strategy and their marketing and their distribution and all that kind of stuff as we move into 2020? Yeah, absolutely. You you might be more qualified that, than me to answer that. I always I always learn things when I watch uh, your show. I, there's always surprises that I was like, I didn't know about that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the main thing I've taken away is um, li like live streaming has now been around for a pretty long time. So um, I'm I'm going to get some of these years wrong, but I think YouTube Live's been around almost a decade. I think in 2008, they did like their first wow. stream on YouTube. It wasn't publicly available or anything, but mm -hmm. I think it was like, a, I think U2, it was like a U2, the, 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 the band U2 did a live stream through <laughs> YouTube in like 2008. And then Hangouts was obviously pretty early. And then Twitch, I think was to the, or Justin TV back then was 2011. So it's sort of, I feel like the space is sort of maturing in, in the same way that um, video bef uh, before live video, there was video the same way that video, uh, Mature, especially when you're, you're seeing it's becoming a part of every platform. So LinkedIn uh, added live streaming. Uh, Twitter is sort of adapting Periscope to be more closely integrated with Twitter itself. So all these big platforms now have live streaming as a core component. Um, so I, and there's, there's always going to be interesting stuff. So like VR, like virtual reality is an interesting thing. But yeah. I think the important part is your audience and, and your content, right? So there's always going to be uh, exciting, shiny things. But I think the, the most important part is live live streaming is just a tool like every, everything else. I think it's a particularly effective tool for creating your your content because it's it's quick, it's uh, it's very transparent. People uh, see the trust you because it's happening right now. You can't you know hide things or cover things up because it's happening right now. Um, that's not to say that other forms of content creation aren't great. Like uh, static video is great, blogs are great. It's all it's all good stuff. So I think the most important part um, w for you heading into 2020 is sure, keep keep an eye on some of the interesting things out there, especially um, other platforms, but only I would only worry about it if it's relevant to your audience. So mm. uh, sure, like there might be cool stuff like TikTok, but if your audience isn't on TikTok, I wouldn't be worried about TikTok. You know, I think if, if maybe if your audience is like uh, teenagers, then maybe it's interesting. But I would listen listen to the people viewing your content right, right. and make decisions based on that and decide whether or not um, something's interesting based on what your viewers are telling telling you. That's and, that, so, and we follow that advice ourselves. So that we 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 decide what to add to Streamyard, not based on sort of the coolest tech trends of which there mm -hmm. are a lot. We do it based on you know practical uh, viewing of what people are asking for. So I would I would give that advice to people that are doing broadcasts. What, what do your viewers want? What are your, whether you're, if you're a business, what it, where is your audience uh, going to be watching you? I pay attention to those things over uh, the live streaming trends, but I'm sure there's exciting ones. I'd be curious. Right. What's, your, what's your most, which, which one are you most interested in? Wow. Well, one thing I'm interested in is kind of off, off the beaten path a bit, but I'm interested if Pinterest will become the last of the, I don't know if you consider Pinterest a major social network, but it's Pretty the major, closest yeah. to, that top tier of, of any I can think of that hasn't added live video yet. So I'm curious, it's not as social in terms of the overall network as some of the other apps. So I'm, I'm just curious if that's something uh, where that they'll also take that leap into live video. Um, Cause you're seeing all these different platforms still continue to prioritize it even as some people maybe pull back a little bit from time to time and say, gee, I, I wondered, is this worth all the time? But the platforms, the um, the brands don't seem to be backing off 
from it at all. So uh, creators seem to be going strong in the content, uh, the content, the platforms that deliver that content to people seem to want it. Pinterest would be, I forgot about Pinterest. Pinterest would be a great one. And that's a, that's another, I didn't mention when you asked about people using StreamYard, but that's another one that's common that I really enjoy is people that sort of do group crafting. Right. There'll, sort of, there'll be sort of a group of people uh, knitting together and live streaming it. So stuff like that, I'm sure would be good for uh, Pinterest, whether it was at some, or Pinterest, I guess, is also all kinds of things like cooking as well, but. Yeah, and all that stuff is awesome for Twitch. Uh, yeah. People love yeah. to watch people doing different things on Twitch. Um, one thing you can speak to, uh, I don't know whether you will want to do it or not, but one thing you, you certainly must have a little insight on are some features that might be coming along in 2020. Are there any that you can share with us? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the cards relatively uh, close to my chest, but I, sure. I will say that um, there's a good chance that um, one of the most commonly requested features. So if you if you uh, attend our town halls and you are <laughs> active in the community, one of one of the big ones that people constantly ask for is come will be coming soon, um, possibly before uh, 2020. Um, go going into 2020, our, our main focus is just is doubling down on what we're already doing. So. Uh, features that make things easier. And you might see that in the form of new integrations, like may maybe we'll in integrate with uh, some sort of or multiple podcast providers to immediately uh, take your audio from your live stream and, and send it out to a uh, hosting company. I'm not promising that, but that's something we're considering. So anything that makes uh, broadcast easier. Um, stability is also huge for us. So we want to really improve things for people. So if you, if you have a if you're close to your router or you're plugged in directly, you'll 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 have a great experience with StreamYard. But we want to help people that sometimes they sometimes you just can't get close to your router. So we want to uh, improve things for those people. So people that don't have great internet connections, we want to uh, add uh, additions to our infrastructure that makes it easier for those people to still get a really high quality output feed despite them not having a good connection. Uh, so hope that's something that you'll see in 2020. Uh, hopefully more platforms. That's some parts aspects of that are a bit out of our hands, but we'd, we'd certainly like to add more uh, platforms. We're really excited about LinkedIn Live. We hope that they add um, the ability to schedule and the ability to bring in comments. As soon as they add that, we would love to add that into StreamYard because um, LinkedIn Live, I think, has huge uh, potential. And I was really excited when they released their live streaming platform. And I hope they, I hope they continue to add uh, features to it. Um, and then, of course, professional str professional streams. So you'll see uh, aspects of that as well, uh, things that make your streams look even better. So I apologize wow. if those aren't specific enough for you, but um, hopefully I can redeem myself because there is there is a feature that people will be really, really excited about coming um, extremely soon. Well, it sounds like there's a lot coming down the line that we can look forward to because ultimately it's about how the feature benefits for benefits you as the user more than perhaps what it's going to be called or the exact way it's going to be rolled out. Let's say a quick hello to uh, people watching on LinkedIn uh, Live, which was the first destination we went to. Kyle Bondo, I see Beth Granger. Thank you all for being here. Raj is here. Nancy, Jeffrey, Fitzgerald. Uh, thank you all. Jason Rodriguez. Great to see you. Um, and on the other platforms, let's see who we have. Gail Turner. Dave Gatton, Dan Norton, Jim Fuse. Thank you all so much for being here. Barb is here. Sarah, uh, Prophet Winston, Brad Friedman. Wow. Andrew, thank you all for joining us. What questions do you have? If you have any for Gage, Vivian asks, will you share a roadmap of the new features? I think you gave us about as close as you will for now, but thank you for the question, Vivian, good to see Terry Johnson I, and I Felicia will, as well. <laughs> I, I will say um, part of the reason um, I won't, I'm not, I won't share a specific roadmap, but part of that is too, is I, we don't know exactly what it's going to be because we do listen to you guys pretty closely, right? So some of those decisions will happen based on our feedback in, in 2020. So based on what people are telling us on our town halls and based on what people are saying in the community group and based on just what's happening um, in, in the space around us is how a lot of those decisions will be be made. So I honestly don't, know all of them yeah and if you haven't started hosting your show yet it's a great time to do so you can just go to streamyard.com slash ross streamyard.com slash ross and you can get started for free you can stream unlimited uh almost unlimited 20 hours a month a uh, lot of streaming 
on the free plan. And then also uh, you can save when you upgrade to the plans. And with that gauge, you, should we do the giveaway? Should we sure. uh, come up with, you came up with a, an interesting question and I'll let you roll it out. Or first, I guess, tell everybody what you are, are giving away. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably a good start. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'll be giving away a, a year of StreamYard, the StreamYard basic plan. Um, if you're already uh, if you're already a paid user of StreamYard, you'll just get it in in credit. Uh, so yeah, that will be the giveaway, a, a year of uh, the StreamYard basic plan. And then uh, the are you saying the question, Russ? Or you want me to say it? No, go ahead. So the the question will be, um, what was the month and year of the very first broadcast that was ever done on StreamYard? And I'll just give it away to the first person that answers it uh, correctly. Or as close to it as I can. I might not get the timing perfect on platform. So, so someone that's close to first will will, uh, will win. I'm going to actually take that off of the scrolling text so it's easier to see for people who might be watching on mobile. In what month and year did StreamYard go live for the first time? Enter that into the comments and we will... Give the award to the first person who gets that question correct. Gates, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for this wonderful platform that we've enjoyed using. Um, you're going to come back on and uh, present formally to the winner in just a few minutes. So stick with us. We will stay live uh, for a bit longer as we go into some post-show but thanks so much, Gage. It's uh, great getting to know you and great uh, using the platform throughout 2019. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you all. Thanks all of you too uh, for using it. And uh, thank you specifically, Ross. You've been here since like the very beginning. So it's been very cool uh, seeing how things have unfolded with, with that. And I appreciate everything you do. Well, thank you so much, Gage. It's great to have you on and it's great to talk to you again. If you haven't entered an answer, throw an answer in the chat. In what month and year did StreamYard go live for the first time? Can't wait to see what Gage and Dan, the co-founders of StreamYard, come up with next. And as we go into some post-show, we will just quickly remind you that uh, we have other shows on the StreamYard platform. Through the StreamYard platform, we should say, produced and delivered from StreamYard, including the StreamYard Town Hall, where Gage and Dan go live every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You can watch that on Facebook Live, YouTube, Periscope, and LinkedIn. Also, uh, and I believe they're going to add Twitch as well. Not positive, but I think they're going to go live on Twitch as well. Also, Rob Belisabas goes live in the StreamYard community group. If you haven't joined that group on Facebook, do join it. It's a great place to connect with other StreamYard users, learn more about the platform. Uh, you can find guests. You can get asked to come on another show. You can find a co-host. Uh, just a great place for networking and connecting with the StreamYard community and staying on top of the latest developments with StreamYard. So Rob goes live once a week. He does interviews with different StreamYard users that's in the StreamYard community group. And then come back here in 2020. We will be going live every other week. We'll be off for the rest of this year with uh, Christmas next week and then New Year's the following week. But we'll be going live every other week with StreamYard Connect and going live on Facebook, LinkedIn, on Twitch and on Periscope. That's every other Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern for StreamYard Connect. And that wraps up the last episode, episode 14 of 2019 and StreamYard Connect. But stay right there. We'll be back in one second with some post-show. And we're back live. <laughs> I'm, I need less and less of of a uh, pause there to edit. So uh, the better I'm getting at editing, the less I see people take a pause for like 30 seconds. It's so not necessary. Uh, even, even the most primitive editors can, can cut something uh, with, with, with just a little bit of space. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the predictions again. Uh, we went through some last week and, I want to talk about some of those predictions and then we'll bring Gage back on to uh, give away uh, a gift 
for the winner of the question. And the question is, in what month and year did StreamYard go live for the first time? When was the first live stream done through StreamYard? If you haven't done so, put your answer in the chat. And Gage is giving away a free year of the basic plan. So you get the basic plan for one year. If you already have the basic plan, you'll get credits uh, so you can enjoy it for the next 12 months without paying. And uh, again, let's look at the predictions. Gage's prediction was so on target. We talked about it last week, but since he was here, let's let's run it down again. Savvy creators will turn each live stream into a podcast and clip out compelling segments to upload as static videos. You can see his full prediction and all the rest uh, at livestreamuniverse.com. Uh, a couple others I wanted to highlight because I think they're they're really insightful as well. Uh, Dr. Tachi, who hosts Mediascope, said the relative lack of opportunities for live streamers gives rise to a system of independent live stream networks. And this is interesting because you're seeing the bigger brands and the bigger media creating their own apps, their own destinations, uh, sort of OTT television style, I guess you would call it. They're creating the plus, right? ESPN is ESPN plus. Disney is Disney plus. Uh, Bloomberg has a plus or uh, online. All these different networks are coming out with that. And brands are doing the same thing so that they have their audience in, in their own ecosystem and they're not limited by the whims of the algorithms. And they also give people who are fans of that brand or that network an opportunity to socialize right there on their territory with other members. So it'll be interesting to see how independent live streamers and podcasters and creators, how independent folks decide to create a territory for themselves as the reach from some of the social destinations shrinks. And will that be forming networks? Will it be a renewed, renewed drive to send people to your website and maybe have them watch the video or listen to the podcast on your website uh, instead of making social media platforms the destinations? This is an interesting, interesting idea. And the idea of independent live stream networks was one I hadn't thought of. So that could be another way to do it where people group together. And then, for instance, shows that are in the same genre and the same niche and the same topic area, perhaps they all gather around one platform or one independent destination that isn't part of social media. Something to think of. Um, one of the great things about StreamYard, too, is the quality of audio has uh, definitely uh, gone up compared to other WebRTC platforms that we've used. And it's a big thing in the podcast industry to get that good quality audio. And, of course, most of the hosts have nice setups. They have good mics. They have good headphones. They have mixers or uh, audio interfaces. They have all the uh, everything you need to host a good quality broadcast, but the guests don't always have that. So Chris Curran talked about, and he's a professional podcast uh, producer. He's also a lot of credits with big name artists in the industry. He is an outstanding audio engineer, and he's one of a few people in the predictions who said due to increased podcast audio uh, quality awareness, more podcast guests will <laughs> make efforts to avoid sounding terrible. So obviously he's a little frustrated with producing some guests who have bad audio, but it also goes to the fact not only is where awareness raised so that guests are on their own coming in with better equipment, but it's also something to think about if unlike me, who's typically interviewing live streamers and podcasters, your guests come from other industries and aren't that familiar with the technology. Certainly, it's good to give them a sheet with some instructions, send them an email with a few of the best practices 
uh, whether it's telling him to use headphones or earbuds, to use uh, something other than the built-in mic or the webcam mic, different little things you can do even on a live stream that will make for better quality audio. And uh, before we get back to the winner, again, the question was, in what month and year did StreamYard go live for the first time? And the winner, Gage, will be coming back on with us in just a few minutes. The winner gets a full year, a full year of the basic plan for free. If you're already on the basic plan, don't worry. You will get credit for a year. Uh, so you'll get to use it for an additional year for free. Uh, Coach Jenny said something that I don't know if I agree with, but I think it's uh, positive. I think it's interesting. And she said our, our social platforms um, will soon eclipse the traditional news and entertainment outlets. It's a very exciting time to be us. And that may be true. That That may actually be true. Uh, certainly there's good journalism going on as we talked about last week with different awards now recognizing online and podcast journalists. Uh, the fact that, uh, just as years ago, bloggers were breaking stories now podcasters and live streamers and, uh, all types of online YouTubers, content creators are uh, breaking stories and providing analysis and insights that rival or go beyond what some of the news shows and commentary provide. So it is certainly an exciting time. It, it runs a little bit counter to the idea of people perhaps forming their own networks or uh, going off of social media and having other places where they bring their audiences. But I, I think no matter whether that trend picks up or not, social media is going to continue to grow and it's going to be continue to be a place where where people go for news and entertainment and because of that you have even the big media very invested in getting their content on social media whether it's live streaming on social media or podcasting uh whether it's having their own a radio show distributed as a podcast, whether it's uh, a sporting event, live streaming on Twitter or Facebook, in addition to being on national TV, all those things are an indication that the audience is there. And now it's up to us as people who are primarily creating through live video, through podcasting, through YouTube videos, through blogging to up the level and see if we can't build audiences that while they may not rival the biggest events and the biggest networks can start to make a, a, a real impact in terms of being able to monetize the programming beyond just using it as an adjunct to your business, which is a very valuable use of it. But I think we're going to start to see more people able to get sponsorships for their shows, have dynamic ad insertion and other ways to monetize as, as YouTube is working on demonetizing and making it harder for a lot of people. I think there'll be other ways that spring up. And finally, uh, Chris Kermitsos is the founder of PodFest Multimedia Expo. And uh, let me send a quick shout out to a, a couple of people who are just recently selected uh, StreamYard community members, StreamYard users, Bonnie Frank, Eddie Garrison, uh, Emily Prokop are among uh, StreamYard users who were recent, recently, easy for me to say, recently selected to speak at uh, PodFest Multimedia Expo. Chris is the founder of PodFest Multimedia Expo, and he mentioned that uh, we'll see a lot of older demographics jumping on YouTube, especially in the how-to space and huge growth with YouTube ads. So if you think you might have missed the boat or you think it's just for kids, there are a lot of people, middle-aged and older, who are earning uh, money on YouTube, who've built a big audience on YouTube, are using YouTube videos to drive people to their business, YouTube, and uh, live streaming in general, whether it's uh, going live or whether it's creating produced videos on YouTube, all these avenues 
have opened up uh, tremendous opportunities. And uh, Chris Kremitzos is the founder of PodFest Multimedia Expo, which takes place in Orlando in March. Uh, and I thank him as well for being among uh, the digital media leaders, the leaders in the industry who participated in this uh, 2020 predictions. It's our fifth annual and we appreciate everyone. A lot of members of the StreamYard community were a part of that. And let's bring Gage back up. We still have our question on the screen, just in case we don't have an answer yet. In what month and year did StreamYard go live for the first time? When was the first, the very first ever broadcast on StreamYard? And we are live on Facebook and LinkedIn Live and Twitch and Periscope Twitter. And among those platforms, Gage, do we have a winner? Yes, we do have a winner. I think uh, I think there was only one person that got it correct, so that makes it uh, all right. Makes it Before fun. we announce the winner, remind everybody what they win. A uh, a year of Streamyard Basic is uh, is what this person uh, awesome. means. And uh, the winner is Felicia Renee. So congrats, uh, hey. Felicia! Yeah. Congratulations, Felicia Renee. That's fantastic. So uh, yeah, Felicia, if you just message uh, the Streamyard page from that same Facebook account, we'll we'll get you sorted and give you a. Uh, free year of StreamYard Basic, and if you already have StreamYard Basic, you'll get uh, credits, which is a lot of fun. I love those uh, those predictions, by the way. Those are really good. Uh, I especially that I, I I agree with almost all of them as well. The the independent uh, network one is an interesting one for sure because you sort of uh, you're probably more familiar with it uh, than me, Ross. But you've sort of seen that in podcasting, right? These sort of independent podcasting networks, right? Yeah, we have, and it, it would be interesting to see if maybe within live streaming we can. Do that, and you know, I think there's this stuff is so new in a lot of ways that it's hard maybe to judge. Is it more effective to be, to be an independent podcaster or to be part of an independent podcast network? And probably the same decisions will come along with live streaming. But I've always thought that there's you know there's more than enough work, and there's more than enough viewers, and there's more than enough opportunity to go around if you can help promote other people and share what other people are doing and they hopefully reciprocate and share what you're doing, uh, we can all grow and we can all, uh, gain from it just as, uh, the community within the StreamYard group has helped, you know, lift all boats, so to speak. Yeah. I agree with the YouTube comment, uh, as well as that. That was new to me. Like, uh, I, I thought, and I'm sure a lot of people that aren't uh, as familiar with this space probably currently think, that uh, the only people making money on YouTube were the people that had like millions of views or something right. like that. But I've come to find that that's not really the case. Like if the, even people that get like a million views, um, if, if it's videos that aren't happening very frequently, those people aren't making a lot of uh, money. It's the people that are regularly cons uh, creating content that uh, people are regularly watching. So it's a lot of it is uh, li uh, live streams or just people that are posting daily and getting, um, 30, 40, 50,000 views, which if you come across a random video, you might think this, this person's not making money on YouTube. But sometimes it's those like, uh, like uh, I, did, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but the you, whoever made the YouTube prediction, uh, a lot of the time it's these uh, people that are regularly making how-to videos in a certain subject that are getting those 20, 20 to 30,000 views a video that are making a, like a career on, they can have a career on YouTube, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Chris Kremitzos from PodFest Multimedia Expo. With that prediction, I, I think what's what's interesting as well is you see all different quality levels. So you can certainly create with a webcam and StreamYard and some basic free editing software or you know a, something under, say, a couple hundred dollars if you want to spend for a program you can create YouTube videos that are successful. You do not need by any means a professional studio or the most expensive mics or, you know, camcorders and DSLRs. There are people with their phones and with their webcams and, uh, you know, a $17 lav mic who've created content that they've monetized and they've gotten speaking gigs and all sorts of book deals and all sorts of opportunities off of creating that that content. So while 
certainly at the higher end, you're going to start to upgrade your, your gear to meet up with the demand of a, of a big audience. But as you're growing, you can get there without, without reading any of that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and sometimes those are the people that are the most successful. It's uh, it's it, content is definitely what is, what is King. And it's uh, it does, it doesn't have to be super expensive. You can, as long as you have quality content and, and you're fulfilling a need and you're, and you're bringing value to people, that's definitely the most important part. Hey, you mentioned you mentioned webinars. Are, are you seeing people using StreamYard for webinars for instruction and in, in for teaching? I I actually did a, a guest lecture at NYU using StreamYard, which was a lot of fun. Uh, for for one reason, I didn't have to travel to uh, to NYU, but it was also cool to bring on students' questions and uh, be able to see the class and have the audience be able to see everything I, I was talking about and everything going on. In, in the classroom, have you seen a lot of people using StreamYard either for more traditional classroom education as part of bringing in guest speakers or as doing a webinar to introduce a product or service or teach something to uh, their audience? Yeah, absolutely. A, a lot of that. And that's that's a, an interesting space where it sort of seems like things are merging in a way where the, the line between webinar and live stream is sort of uh, blurring, but there's yeah, there's a lot of people that um, either do webinars in addition to Streamyard, or we're only doing or webinars that sort of switched over, and instead uh, just do an unlisted YouTube live broadcast or even a public one because um, ultimately the this webinar is they have some product or service they're selling, so they just want as many people to see it as possible. So right. they schedule um, a YouTube broadcast or a Facebook live broadcast um, and promote that like they would a webinar, um, and then have a, a call to action. Uh, during that. So it works. Yeah, there's lots of, there's, that's very common. Lots of people are uh, doing that. One thing I should probably comment on, I didn't say what the answer to the question was. Oh, so for the person yeah. that, uh, uh, for the person that won. Um, I, I think they're just happy that they won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I as, don't but, say anything. We can use it again. No. Use it again. <laughs> but yeah, as Next Felicia, year. as Felicia correctly answered, the first broadcast ever done on StreamYard was uh, September, 2018. It was towards the end of September. Um, and yeah, so very cool that there was in September 20, uh, September 2018, there was um, one StreamYard user in addition to Dan and myself. So, <laughs> so and yeah, and we've come a long way. So we went from one person in September 2018 to now we have 16,000 people that go live uh, every month. So those aren't people wow. that just go to the website. That's how many people that um, it's a pretty high bar. It's like they have to actually uh, create a broadcast, go live, and end the broadcast. That counts as an active uh, user, and there's sixty thousand every month. That is huge growth in just a short period of time. When did you see things like? Was there a month where you said, "Okay, now this is taking off. Now this is this is going to be something." Uh, it was pretty consistent. So our goal was always ten percent a week. So we tried to hit ten percent every single week, and if we didn't hit ten percent, uh, that was a problem. And we, we would think about, okay, why didn't we hit 10%? What are we doing wrong? How can we hit 10% uh, next week? And if you do, if you take 10% every week for a year, you get close to where we're at now. So it's been it, it, not every, we didn't hit 10% uh, every week and it gets, it, as you get bigger, that hitting a percentage gets more difficult, right? Um, but it's been close. And so if you, if you, if you take that out, if you take 10% week over week for a year, like 1.1 to the power of uh, 52 or whatever, you get about, uh, I think 140 or 150 X and that's close to where, where we're at from that point. So uh, it's been pretty consistent. It shows how it's like interest that just keeps compounding and compounding a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And it turns out to be huge growth over the course of, of a year. Congratulations again to Felicia Renee, the holiday giveaway. Uh, and thanks to Gage and StreamYard for giving Felicia a year of the basic plan. She was the winner in the uh, the question, what month and year did StreamYard first go live? And that was September of 2019. I remember finding StreamYard in early 20, just as 2019 turned to 2020. And I remember uh, seeing a couple people going live with it and saying, wow, this, this kind of looks familiar. Uh, I'm okay with what I'm doing. And Beauty Bubble TV, uh, you know her from moderating on on youtube in the past uh she she said you gotta check the no 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 you gotta come in here and try this thing you you really gotta try it i'm like i'm all right i got something else that basically does the same thing 
I don't see why I need the same thing. And I went in and I tried it. And I think within a week I had you on live stream deals and we have used it on every show since then, because the quality is like I say, you can, you can take all the features that we love and all the destinations and everything. But if you constantly need to have your guest come in and go out and adjust their browser and re reset and, and, you, you, your audios, you know, goes through stretches where it's buffering and everything. You just can't have the kind of quality broadcast that you want to do for your audience, whether you're doing this professionally or you're doing it just to have a fun conversation around a topic of interest. Uh, if, if the audio isn't there and it isn't clear and people aren't able to hear it, they grow tired of just watching <laughs> this over the long haul. And I think that's that's the difference um, with StreamYard compared to the other R WebRTC platforms that I've used, that the audio is so consistent. I don't think any time that we've been talking, we've been on for almost an hour now, anybody has had trouble hearing us unless they've gone through a tunnel or, you know, they've gone off the grid or something like that. Well, it's great to hear. And we're always working on improving it, right? So uh, it'll just get better and better. And uh, at some point, we want it to just be like people are in awe by it, where it's like you can be at what we'd like to get to the point where you can be on a horrible connection and the output feed still looks great. We'd like to be able to do that at some point. Well, that's awesome. Thanks again, Gage, for spending some time. Any final word or tip for 2020 uh, as we head into the new year? Uh, final tip, I, I guess just a final word. I'll say, uh, uh, I love StreamYard. I, I love this community and I can't thank all of you. So, uh, can't thank you guys enough for supporting us. And, uh, 2020 is going to be a great year. There's going to be some really exciting things happening. Um, and I can't wait for, uh, you guys to see us around this time next year. It'll be, I'm, I'm hoping what, what the transformation in 2019 will be, uh, the same scale as 2020, which will put us in a pretty exciting place. So it'll be good times. Well, thanks again, Grage. Great chatting and great catching up with you. And thanks for all you've done to make StreamYard a terrific option for, for going live from your browser. Absolutely. Thanks, Ross. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. That's Gage Van the top. And he is the CEO of StreamYard, as you know. And uh, just what a wonderful, wonderful year it's been using this platform and chatting with all of you. And uh, doing this show. And I thank you all for being part of our holiday special, for bringing your questions for Gage, for playing along in our giveaway. And uh, congratulations to Felicia Renee for winning that giveaway, a free year of StreamYard Basic. Thanks to Gage and StreamYard for that. We will be back in 2020 with more episodes of StreamYard Connect. Have a great holidays. Have a great new year. And we'll talk to you soon on StreamYard Connect. Take care, everybody.